thing is, you don't know what. You're in the thick of it all. Rumour, guesses and misinformation rolling round you. And all you can do is make shitty choices. You're guessing. Like picking turns in the maze, you're acting on a whim. And it's hard afterwards to justify it all. You tap another seam of truth. You see the full picture and the nature of what you know, what you did is altered. You just beat yourself up. Even this far out from it all, it's hard not to pick my choices apart. Two decades and I still won't listen when I tell myself that most of the time, choices aren't good and they aren't bad. You do the best you can. And it can't be helped if they're sour afterwards. Sent the jubilant to the cut because it seemed like the best place for him. And I knew it weren't a safe house, but it were out of the authorities' control. As close to out of the city as I could get them. They'd still have to do a lot to survive. They'd have to be Kenny. But at least down there, they wouldn't be half the city baying for their blood. If I'd known what we're waiting for, I don't know. I don't think there are another choice to be made. And I guess <laughs> the thing is, even if I'd gotten over the trail, gotten all the way down to Gallants or the Rushes or it looks as malice or whatever. I bet that still have managed to make themselves the centre of attention. I think Orkin was starting to rub off on them. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Thryn Henderson. Hello, I'm Thryn, and you can find me on Twitter at Thryn. Ryan Evans. Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brain X-Ray. And Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Ziz. You can find me on Twitter at Silk Games. And also Steve Martin. <laughs> I was wondering if you were just going to forget me there. Um, hello, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me at uh, T Dixon, and you can follow the show at Flimsy Rituals. And all of the music for this season is taken from Kai Engel Satin. So last episode, I think we left off with you all arriving into the cut. And I think we saw from a flashback that you've been in there a little while, and we, we kind of saw you around that pool of water at the centre of the cut, is that right? Sounds about right, yeah. I'm sort of imagining that you've been here in this strange space, maybe for a few hours, at least from your perspectives. I think we, we kind of established last time that time here runs a little bit differently than it does outside in Embrace. I think we've got a couple of options for how we 
how we play today's episode, we could continue this as a score, or we could count last episode as the score, and this kind of moves into a downtime phase while you're sort of scouting out the cup. I'm happy to play either way if anyone's got any preferences there. I'm happy to do either of them. I feel like maybe downtime more than a score because we're looking for things. We don't really have any plans. <laughs> we have no engagement other than bumble around, I guess. Also, Ezra's had a rough few days and would like to sit down. <laughs> That's very fair. And it doesn't feel like you're in a in a tense situation right now i think the the danger of the gunsmiths has passed behind you so maybe you've set up somewhere in the cut and you're using this as sort of a base of operations to to explore out from or rest and recover and all of that other stuff as well yeah i kind of imagined as finding like a reasonably out of the way and not too vomit inducing cave and just kind of like setting up there coming and going a bit yeah no that sounds good to me yeah. Maybe this cave is almost sort of weirdly polygonal in shape. It's It's got very rigid walls, almost as if it is a man-made space mimicking a natural space. And I think one of the, the more interesting curiosities in this space is all along the walls are almost like soft white feathers almost like a white rug is is kind of coating all of the surfaces but like when you get close to it, it it's obvious that, it, that it's some kind of plant and i think as you move around it it kind of ripples and sways both in response to you and in response to to things you're not aware of ash do not touch that no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fine. Um, it's just like a, a plant or something, right? It's, it's, it's normal. Do you touch it? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I think when you touch it, a little, sort of lizard-like, but with the long legs of a cricket, crawls onto your your hand and just sits there, looking at you. Hey, hey, little guy. Um, and I think Ash kind of reaches out to it with his other hand and tries to stroke its head. Like lifts it lifts up to his face. I think as soon as your hand gets close to it, it just leaps up over your head and scuttles off along the floor away from you. Hey, did you see that? The bloody hell is that? Oh, wow. What was that? It's just it, it was just a lizard or something. It's <sighs> it was really cute. I wonder if it's hungry. Um, I wonder what they eat down here. And he sort of walks over to the, the wall and sort of starts sifting through the, the feathery stuff to see if he can spot another one. Come and have a look, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more in here. <laughs> I think you definitely see more along the wall. It it feels like there's a fair few of them here. Ash, please do not fill this room with lizards. Um I am begging you at this point. I mean, technically they're already here, so it's not like I'm creating them or anything. But I'm um, sure, okay. I don't know if you'd like it if some bloody big ant came in and woke you up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's fair. Is it nighttime? Like, I can't really... I don't know, it could be for them. I guess. Um, 
So, oh yeah, Ezra. Um, so can you can you show me again exactly where it was that you you lost Oaken? Because I think there's a couple of like entrances that come out near there around here. Maybe I could go have a look. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um. What? Hey, could you just point out your failings on this map for me, please? <laughs> just, just so that I, a small child, can go and try and remedy them for you. Uh, I, I think Ezra's jaw sort of clenches a bit and just kind of grabs Ash by the back of whatever he's wearing, jacket or shirt or something. It's like, all right, look, thank you for your willingness, I'm sure, but why don't we look for the people whose job it is to be down here first and then get them to help us find everything else because everything else is going to be difficult, I think, Ash. And I'm sure you mean well and Nia's got a lot of pockets, but we could do with some help. I think Ivar stood behind them, like, grinning like an idiot and just, like, sort of leans over and just goes... Come on, Ezra, just point on the map now. It's very easy. You can just you can just show us and we'll get there in no time. Ivor, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, it's a bit late for that, isn't it? No, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I think Ezra stomps away to go and find an apple or something that they can occupy themselves with. So, um, how exactly are we supposed to be finding these people anyway? I imagine Nilcat probably gave you some amount of instructions because I think they were a group that was in, in an area of the cuts adjacent to Atrium and I think they had been in contact with Atrium and with the Ginnels through some of the dodges. I think we'd said that Midrib has been sent out here and hasn't returned and I think part of the reason why you were sent to find them is that there's been no contact from them since the earthquake. But I imagine a little bit of this is up to you on how you imagine the cut works and how you find stuff in the cut. I imagine there's the combination of your map and general searching for people tactics. Mm -hmm. But I guess Nilcat might have given you some indications of what to go for. I'm sort of interested because I don't know whether I know this myself, how how would you give someone a direction for something in the cut, even if it's not, like, a full direction? I think there's probably... There's some degrees of permanence to, to places. So you can leave uh, markings and things that will lead people in the right direction, and, like, the way between one place and another place might not always be exactly the same, but you can sort of fairly reliably, if you know one place and another place, you can get between them as long as you know where it is you're headed, even if the, the way between the two isn't always the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like the idea that there's a bunch of different, almost like signs or keys or something like that. There's a mixture of, in some places of the cut, you can see bits of the city and the way that they tether together will give you a sense of direction. But then there's other ways which is like, oh, if you find this certain plan and you say these words and then take three steps backwards, you'll be where you need to be. Or if you sing here or if you feel this emotion while you're in this spot. Or when you feel this emotion, if you jump up or something like that. So it becomes like this weird 
almost remembering a bunch of instructions to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I like the idea that um, some places are distinctive enough that if you have something from that place, you can get there from somewhere else. So people might leave rocks or crystals or a, a little jug of water from one place in another, and by having that thing, you can get to the other place. Mm, yeah, that's nice. Um, so I guess the best thing to do at the moment is have a look around and see if there's any any trail markers. That's as good a plan as any. And then I think Ezra throws the apple they were holding through Ivar and then leaves. Rude. Ivar, you're good at looking for stuff. Um, should, should we go out? Should we split up or should we go together? I don't know. I think well, between the two of us, we can sort something out, right? I mean, I was thinking we should all go, but I suppose leaving some somebody here kind of makes sense. Well, I guess someone's got to watch Ezra doesn't throw any more apples at people. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty, like, fluffy room. I'm I'm happy to kind of, like, hang out here, I guess. See, see if you can get, get one of those lizards. <laughs> so I think playing this out as sort of very condensed downtime probably makes sense. And we can split up what some of those actions are and all of that lot. So we'll quickly run through the different downtime steps. I imagine you're not going to get a lot of stuff here, but let, let's find out. And also, like, the interesting thing about having another downtime is that's another step that factions get to mess with your plans. Good. Wait, wait, hold that, on. That, that's more <laughs> happening in the world outside while you're doing this, which, which kind of makes sense. Damn it. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so payoff is first, and a successful score generates both rep and coin. So you gain two rep per score by default. If it's higher tier than you, you get plus one rep per tier higher. They are tier three. I think you're tier one. So you gain four rep in total. Nice. Nice. It's definitely going to boost our, our weird rep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. And then you earn coin based on the nature of the operation. I don't think you're going to earn any coin from that operation. I don't think we earn any coin <laughs> for running away now. <laughs> running through, please. So after payoff comes heat. So you gain heat according to the nature of the operation. Zero is smooth and quiet, low exposure. And two is contained, standard exposure. Four is loud and chaotic. Six is wild. I'm tempted to say that was smooth and quiet. Well, yeah, I think it was at the very least contained, so... Yeah, yeah. Did, did anyone get hurt or killed or anything? No, Ash set a fire. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so, contained, I, mean, I think. Yeah, contained. Okay. I mean, also Nilcat set a fire, probably. It wasn't just me. <laughs> but isn't that because you told him to? <laughs> and, and provided the accelerant. Yeah, you did right, tell fine, uh, so that's two heat, and you gain plus one if it's high-profile or well-connected. I don't know whether they are particularly at the minute in terms of this. They're not, they're not going to like spread news of their failure around. Oh, thank God. Plus one if it's on hostile turf. It wasn't. It was very neutral, abandoned territory. Plus one heat if you're at war, you're not. And plus two heat if killing was involved. No, I'm not sure you did. I don't think we killed anyone. You, you definitely hurt some people, but I don't think anyone got killed. Pretty sure we didn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. We were very tame. Okay, so we've got three three heat left. 
till we fill up again. And then we get an entanglement. So if someone wants to roll a number of d6 equal to the crew's tier. Who rolled last time? Uh, Ryan, maybe, last time? Do you want to go, Steve? Oh, must I? You've seen my rolls. Yeah, I nailed the six last time, so I'm sure you can't do worse than that. <laughs> low is good on these ones. Yeah, low is good. Go, Steve. Three. And how, how many heat do you have at the minute? So much. Six. Okay. And wanted level two. Jesus Christ. So the two options here are Flipped, which is one of the PC's rivals, who ranges for one of your contacts, patrons, clients, or a group of your customers to switch allegiances due to the heat on you. They're loyal to another faction now. Or Interrogation, which is the Bluecoats, round up one of the PCs to question them about the crew's crimes. How did they manage to capture you? You can either pay them off or tell them what you know. I'm trying to think of like what seems appropriate here. And maybe what we get is... For a moment, we cut away from you all in the cut. And I think what we see is we see a shot of the streets of Acreage at night. I think here the streets are quite wide, they are paved, they are well lit. The houses are fairly big, three stories high. And we see two people walking down one of those streets. The first person we recognise is Venel, Nia's friend, who has turned against Sam during the the minister score who Nia used to get access to the party and with them walking half a step behind them is Altara Nimshif and the camera follows them as they come up to one of the houses and they pause for a second Venel too nervous to knock on the door and then Altara reaches forward and she knocks three loud knocks and we see Nia's parents answer the door. Altara looks at Venel and back to your parents and says, we need to speak to you. And then we cut back into the cut. Oh, rest in peace, Nia. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> well. That's a future problem. Hmm. <laughs> uh. I mean, there's there's a very hastily worded letter that I'm sure will get to their parents, and that will fix everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, who's the easiest contact you've all got to flip, and it is definitely your parents. Not that they're particularly loyal to you anyway, but... You Imagine know. Altara rocking up to Amris and being like, uh, can you dob in your kid, please? <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually want to see that scene, to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, it, it kind of it feels like it makes sense for them to be the people that are turned against you. Yep, yep. I, I, yeah. Hey, welcome okay. to my family sucks club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, I guess only one member of your family is actively bad, Ash. It's, yeah, it's right, two of Nia's family is bad. <laughs> I mean, they already were. Yeah. Yeah, that's Terrible. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I can't wait for Nia to get back and have an intervention. Oh, oh my oh god. No. Just just preparing you for that scene. Anyway, back in the cut. I think after after your entanglement, it is time for downtime activities. So I think this is maybe happening over a little while. 
It could be a few hours, it could be a couple of days as you're taking it in turns to search the cut or do whatever else you want to do in this space. I'm imagining that you've set up some kind of home base in these caves and we'll switch between doing stuff there and doing stuff out in the cut and see whether you can find Roan and the underground farm that has gone missing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to create a 12-step clock, which is your progress towards finding Roan. You can obviously deal with that by doing a long-term project to help find it, but also what I'll say is it's not a big issue if you don't complete that during this downtime. Anything that's left would become the start of the next score. Does that all make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. That seems fine. Okay. Do some downtime activities, and I guess we don't necessarily have to use them all on this clock if people want to do other stuff. No, so as a reminder, the stuff you can do during a downtime, you can acquire an asset, which is gaining the temporary use of something. You could do a long-term project, whether that is trying to find Roan and the farmers, or anything else you want to work on. You can recover and heal up a little bit, although that might be a little bit hard down here, but I'm happy to hear suggestions for how that works. You can reduce heat, you can train, and you can also indulge your vice. As much as I love the idea of indulging in some street music in the cut, I'm only on one stress, <laughs> so alas. I'll wait for someone to overindulge in the cut. Having some like theatre with the little lizards will be great. If people want to do some non-searching downtime actions, I feel like it's pretty reasonable that we probably do just sit around for a while before we split off and go back out, because it's, it's been a night or several nights. I'm not entirely sure where we are in the week at this point, which is canonically true for Ezra, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, th I think just, like, the time that we're down here, um, in between going off and searching Ashes, trying to befriend these lizards, and he's more just, like, disturbing them and chasing them around the place, trying to make friends. A bit like when you're trying to, like, catch a frog or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a horrible time for them. The kid's having a great time, so... I like the idea of this mostly happening while the other people are trying to, like, set up tents and stuff. Yes. Ash is just running around trying to catch these lizards. I, th I think at one point he just sort of pauses and goes, You know, it doesn't rain down here, most places. You don't really need the tents. You can just sleep on the against the wall. And look, it's, it's really comfy. It's all fuzzy and stuff. Ash... I will take three millimetres of fabric if that is as much privacy as I'm going to get from any of you down here. Fine, I guess. Yeah, okay. Sure. And then just runs off again after one. Okay, so when you train, you mark one XP on one of your tracks. What are you training? Um, It's going to be insight. Okay. Is that the one you get a crew bonus from or not? No, no, that's uh, Resolve, I think. So yeah, I'm one away from a, a level up on Insight, which will be fun. Okay, and do you want to just give me a dice roll to see how catching these lizards go? Yes, I would love that. Yeah. There's no risk here, I'm just very curious. Okay, well, if this is Hunt, it's going to be two dice uh, and choose the lowest, so... It's a one! It goes badly! <laughs> yeah, I... I think... Try as you might, you never really manage to get close to them. 
I think the one time you nearly catch one, maybe it's similar to a first time where it's one of them has crawled onto your arm and you go to sweep to grab the back of this insect and kind of trap it between your hands, and it leaps as you do it, and you think you're going to catch it anyway, but it seems to just phase through your hand, and then it lands on the floor with a little funk, and then it runs off. Oh my... Nia, did you see that? Nia, look, 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 look. They can, they can like, kind of do what I can do, I think, maybe. Did you see? Did you see? I mean, I, I just... All I saw was you failed to catch it. That it... I mean, if you're going to put it like that, sure. I think the one thing you notice as it phased through you is you got almost like a little shudder of emotion for a split instant. You almost felt like you've been afraid for a little while, anxious for a little while, and and just for an instant that emotion like spreads up from your hands through your body, and then it's gone. I think Ash sort of pauses for a moment, like freezes up while he processes this, and then just runs off after the next one. <laughs> okay. What else are people doing? Is anyone else doing anything while the camp is being set up? Oh, mine's a, mine's a double whammy for when we're out and about. Okay. So does anyone else want to do anything here, or do we go to people exploring? Sounds like we're we're on the move. Yeah, I think I think on the move. Okay. I don't I don't know that this is training or doing anything, but I'm really curious how Nia's glow works in the cut with the different types of materials. Yeah, I feel like that's either a long-term project or training, depending on what you want out of it. I guess, yeah, it could be useful. Maybe it could be training and, I guess, resolve, because that's a two. Yeah. And it would be kind of focusing in on that. That makes sense, I think. So I guess maybe what we get is almost some shots of the first day of expeditions maybe you've had some time to rest and this is people heading out you all going as one group or are you splitting up i thought it was ezra on their own <coughs> nia on their own and then ivar and ash together i'm i'm happy to go with nia yeah that seems like the worst possible division of labor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really too well everyone people. else left so... oh, i left the conversation i didn't just leave the cave entirely <laughs> I feel like if if Ash and Ivar have made plans to go off together, Ezra will begrudgingly do the same with Nia. Yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> I will say, sorry, I didn't think it was concrete that we were off together, because I actually might be off to see some ghosts, so <laughs> we'll see. I feel like this, like the first outing, maybe people set off in pairs and then split up. Yeah, okay. Maybe what this is, is you've told... Ezra and Nia to scout the area around the camp. It's less them looking for the next place and more making sure that everywhere here is safe and secure and getting a sense of like their surroundings. Yeah, that makes sense because I am going to be useless down here. And maybe maybe a little bit of like Ash's thinking is like, if they can get used to this space, maybe then they can go a little bit wider. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. So yeah, Nia, you're... You're trying to get a sense of like the different surfaces and materials down here and how they correspond with you? Yeah. 
Do you have an idea of what this looks like on screen? Probably Nia, like, starting glowing like, really faintly and then glowing really brightly and seeing what different combinations say can do. And Ezra, I assume, being really annoyed that they're now bathed in a spotlight while trying to scout the area. I guess kind of like pulsing with light in each room or space to see how it is affected. Okay. I think when you do training, you put a mark in the XP of what you're training. So in Resolve, you put a mark in Resolve. I think your crew upgrade lets you put two in. Is that right? Yeah. Double for Resolve. And do you want to just roll some dice for me to... Just so we can use it to to paint an image of how this goes. Sure. It sounded like a tune, maybe? Or study? Yeah, I'll go with study. Yeah. Three. Okay. So I think you spend a little bit of time, you and Ezra, walking around the different spaces immediately close to where you've set up camp. I think some of those lead off from tunnels. One spirals upwards and one spirals downwards. The one going upwards just tapers off into a thin point, and the entire cave seems to be almost like the scales of a snake. And I think as you glow off that, it it doesn't reflect how you'd expect. You kind of expect this rainbow of colours to, to reflect off, but it's almost everything is completely matte. I think when you take the tunnel down, this tunnel is more angular, and I think it's formed of the bismuth, and it leads into... It's a very large room. Filling this room, a huge stalagmites and stalactites formed of bismuth dotted around. And I think as you glow in here, everything is shiny and bright, and you get the rainbow that you're expecting, and I think the light kind of bounces off the tips of these bismuth spires. I think the third space that is directly close to this, is I think there's a space where if you lean both hands on the walls, and maybe Ash shows you this before before he sets off, you place both hands on the walls and then you lean your head against the wall and you feel, you feel just a little bit run down, a little bit sad. It's almost as if a door opens up and when you open your eyes again, you're in this new space, which is... I don't know, does anyone have an idea for a third space here? Especially from the perspective of how it responds to Nia. I think I'd like a space where Nia's own glow gets dampened. Mm. Like, I imagine like a, a dark fog, but like fog will radiate light, but like the opposite of that. Yeah. When you glow, it almost sends it back against itself. And makes it small just a faint light and i like the idea that maybe this is a room where you were maybe ezra was expecting to almost keep track of you by that light and for a moment there's a moment of panic as that light isn't visible i think after a few moments you manage to find each other again but i guess the question here is once you find each other, do you try and persist in this very oppressive room, or is that a signal to to head out? 
I feel like if this is somewhere we said we'd look, we'll look. Yeah. But Ezra has silently and stubbornly taken Nia's hand and we will never speak of this, but they are not letting go. <laughs> oh. I think the disappointing thing here is despite pushing on, you don't find anything here. As far as you can tell, it seems to be a dead end. And in some ways that's good. It it means that this isn't a way that other people can get to you or to your camp, but there's this definitely a feeling of, I wish there'd been something here. I wish there'd been a reward for what we did. Uh, thanks, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. But yeah, I think I think you, you managed to get back to your camp all right and maybe have a very strong cup of tea. Did you bring a kettle? Um, I mean, probably but like a pot. Yeah. Does your little cart have a stove on it? I think yes. I think it's got like a little engine inside. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay, so what are Ivar and Ash doing? Uh, Ash is being very annoying and just pestering Ivar with questions. Probably really insensitive ones about ghosts and stuff. I imagine it's just that we're literally just walking in a straight line looking at things whilst ash just keeps talking is this like literally a straight line i mean we had an idea of where to go right yeah i think you had some things to look for but i think i i guess the challenge for you all at the minute is almost connecting those things or finding those initial signposts but you know you're in the right sort of area well, then I guess that's what we're doing, walking pretty much in a straight line, just keeping an eye out for these signposts that we're meant to see. I just love the idea of Ivar walking in a straight line and not really caring, and finding bits of wall that he can just phase through. <laughs> and then Ash just suddenly just stops. <laughs> Ivar's going in a straight line, but Ash is zigzagging around things. Yeah, it just has to keep like running off and coming back five minutes later, like having having found another way around. <laughs> yeah. Just caught, caught up, sprints up behind you, and then just c continues exactly on on the same word he was on before you before you walk <laughs> through the wall. Yes. Okay, so if. Five minutes later. If you walk through a wall, like, can you see what the inside of the wall like? Uh, like, what does it look like when you're inside a rock? Etc. Etc. Who would like to make the roll here? And is it is this a long term project? Are you rolling towards that? Uh, yeah, I I don't mind doing that, and then you can do both of yours after. Yeah, that sounds good. C can I assist, or is this just a? Yeah, yeah. If you get help from a friend, you you gain an extra dice have my extra dice so what would you like to roll ash uh, i think i think i'm gonna go survey because we're looking for signposts and stuff yeah and it kind of makes sense because i've got i've got two dots in this but like i'm looking for uh not just the things we're told to look for but also signs that might have been left by midrib cool so is it you've got two dice in survey and plus one for ivar helping you uh that's a five Thanks to the extra dice. Okay, so that means that you get to mark two steps on the clock. Unless you want to spend coin or rep to push that at all. I don't think that really makes sense. So yeah, maybe this is your initial outing. And I think both of you have obviously been in the cup before. Is that right? Ivar's been in the cup before? Yeah, I assume that's what, where 
the spirits came from. Yeah, and you used to be a shepherd, right? So there might be envoys hidden down here and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I think you spend a bunch of time almost getting your bearings, and I think both of you start to find some familiar places and routes, and it's not like for us, if we went to, you know, a town centre, there'd be a road that would know, and that road would be exactly the same. It might be changed slightly by, by time. There might be a new shop or something like that. I think in the cut, you're almost only ever holding on to one thing in a place. It might look totally different. It might sound totally different, but there's that smell you recognise. It might be a place that you know. It might be that same strange almost replica of one of Embrace's markets but all of the sounds all of the smells how the place feels is totally transformed since you were last here is there something in particular that you you managed to find that's like the first piece of the route to to the farms what if it's some sort of spirit scarecrow like a spirit that's just sat somewhere waiting no not even that I think something to keep spirits out oh that's cool in case like i don't know if it interrupts with whatever they're doing on the farms yeah almost something that is a little bit of a test in and of itself it would stop anyone who is here that doesn't know what it is yeah what would scare you down here trying to think hmm that's a hard thing what what scares a ghost a bigger ghost. Is it? Is it a creature? Is it a bit of geography? Is it something that looks like the outside? Is it just like a bad feel zone? Hmm. What about like a mirror? Oh. <laughs> no. Too true. Don't show me myself. I am the biggest monster. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like one that does that shows you something specific. Maybe it's almost like a mirror of something you've lost. Maybe it's rumoured to be something that was created as part of Kadroya. Maybe this was always here. Maybe this is something that is a part of it. And it kind of ties to this idea of, of the labyrinth and the maze and of destiny. And it shows you the thing that you have most regretted losing. And it's almost painfully so. And in order to... To get through it, you have to give up that. And maybe that is... Maybe that's almost what the trick is here. There's a sense that if you want to go through this door, you will have to give something up. And I think if you know that this is a route, you know that that isn't true. But that doesn't stop that feeling being there. And that that would stop anyone that isn't... That doesn't know what this is from, from following through. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So who goes through it first? Or do you save that for another day? I mean, this is this is probably good, right? We don't have to go through it this time. Yeah, I, uh, I don't really fancy it either, to be honest. It's it's a lot, you know. Yeah, we'll 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 come back this way when he when we got the rest of them. Should we go get a cup of tea. Ezra's probably got got some tea on. Yeah, you you head on. You get get the stove on. I'm gonna spend a few minutes wandering. You know, I I might just go through that that wall there. See what's on the other side. 
Okay. Um, be careful, though. Yeah? Yeah, you know me. Don't get, like, stuck in any rocks or anything. If you can, I don't know. So, you never answered. Like, if you're inside the rock, can you... Can I'm you... just going to walk through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yes. <laughs> and where are you going? I'm off to see the ghosts. Which ghosts? Any ghosts. Okay. Um, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm off looking for... This is like a double whammy in the sense that I want to find some ghosts to ask whether they can point us in the right direction of Roan and the farms. Uh, and also see if I can spend some time with my kin and maybe let off some steam. That's very fair. Since I can't go back to ghost town, that's the sort of idea I had to help unwind. Okay. Um. Maybe I can find a nice ghost saloon. <laughs> I was going to say, we know one group of ghosts that are down here. Oh, but <laughs> they don't like me. Oh, mate, sorry. <laughs> yeah, do, do you want to like, maybe give a roll and... Maybe this is your, like, letting off steam roll, actually. If you want to give me that roll, and that will determine who you manage to find. Okay. So your indulging vice. Uh, so you roll the lowest of your insight prowess or resolve. So the lowest would be insight with two. That's a four. Okay. Uh, so that, that feels like something moderately good, at least. I kind of want to answer Ash's question of, like, what is it like when you go in a rock here? <laughs> Maybe there is a a space you managed to find. Maybe you know it from from your time in the cup before. I don't know if you spent long here or have spent much time here, but maybe there's a few spaces that you know are sort of resting spots where ghosts can kind of lay low or or be safe for a little while, at least feel a little bit safer. And maybe you get to this through a rock. Maybe it is not what it looks and you kind of step into it and inside there is... I think all around you it's almost disconcerting to start with until you get used to it. You can see the physical world, you can see people moving around and, and sitting at tables and talking and drinking and all of that stuff. But I think the ghosts itself aren't necessarily treating this as a bar, I think there's just five of them. I think they've lit a kind of fire that that is a real fire in the space and they're huddled around it. They don't necessarily need it for warmth but you you get it. There's a safety here. There is a sense of comfort. And I think one of them looks at you as you enter. I think they, they're the shortest of the ghosts here, but they stand at the edge of the fire where all of the others sit. And they go to touch the gun at their side and then say, are you a friend? Yeah, just, just come into our rest like you lot. There's a seat by the fire. Ta. No funny business. No, I've had enough of that, don't you? You know what it's like. And I think you go and sit by the fire. I think the reason why this is mixed is as you sit by the fire and you look around... 
you see someone familiar. I think sat on the other side of the fire from you. You see Foible. Oh no. Foible. Ivar. Is, is is that really you? Yeah. Foible? The bloody hell are you doing down here? Hang on, how the hell did you get in here? Uh, I think he looks down as you say that, almost as if caught in a memory, and then looks back up and does a big sigh. It's been a while. <laughs> it sure has. How is everyone? Everyone else okay? Yeah, well... Ezra and uh, company are down here with me, actually. Uh, Ezra's in the cut. Uh, uh, are they dead? No, no. Are we, they dead too? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we came down here from, you know, from Embrace. For more than just a quick escape? You, you managed to get Ezra into the cut? Well, we're on the run. And there's one place you can really hide in this city. It's down here, isn't it? Uh, Foyle nods, and I think he's noticed that all of the other ghosts sat around the, the fire and think there are four of them. are just looking at you both out of just confusion about who these people are. And, and Foyle's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, sorry, I should, I should introduce you all. And like he points at them all and goes, that's Karis, that's Zovar, that's Quill, and that is... I, I'm not actually sure of their name, and I think I think the last person who was the person that was stood up at the entrance just nods at you both and goes, "It's not important." Well, pleasure to meet you all. I'm uh, Ivar. They all sort of like nod at you and greet you. I, I think you get the sense from the one that stood up watching this group or like guarding this group that they've almost doubled their efforts to be sort of aloof now that you're here. Almost feel like they're competing with you a little bit. Do you ask them about the way to Ronan and the farmers? Yeah. Is that what you're here for as well? Yeah, it's like a bit of both at the same time. Cool. So yeah, you you clear four stress from your role and then you want to make a role for the long-term project. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure whether this is in a tune or a consort. Probably a consort. Yeah. And I guess you got a friend helping you, so you get two dice. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with consort. I think that feels right. And cheers, Foible. <laughs> That's a four. Okay, so on a four, we get to mark two segments of this clock, which I'll just do. If you want, you could spend coin or rep to increase that. But that's up to you. I could definitely see how rep would make sense here. Yeah, I don't mind bragging a bit about who the maybes are, maybe. Yeah, I can definitely see Foible almost leading you into that conversation. And just being like, I used to run with Ivar. We're part of the maybes. That I don't know how long you've all been down here. And like, Foible looks around. There's a revolution going on up top. Yeah, we're trying to make a difference for everyone. And Ivar... Best shot I've ever seen. Yeah, well, you know. Don't mean to brag, but uh, 
got a pretty good eye for that sort of thing. I think, I think the person that stood up pulls out their pistol, does like a little spin of the of their like spirit pistol, and takes a shot at. Maybe they shot one of the bottles, and it doesn't explode, and it doesn't hit, but you can definitely see that that's where the bullet would have reached. Can you beat that? <laughs> Give me a target. Um, they look around the bar, and there's a candle on one of the tables, and it, it's flickering, sort of like the other end of the room from you. That candle flame, can you hit it? Let's put this fire out, shall we? And do you? Do you want me to roll? I, I don't think so. I, I think if if I if you feel like Ivar would hit that shot, then Ivar hits that shot. Yeah, I think that um, Ivar just stands up, and um, one of his eyes is still fixed on the standing up ghost as he just stands up, and the other eye spins around, <laughs> and he just does this sort of firing whilst. You know, just his arm is turned in that direction and snuffs the flame out. What? How did you... How did you get the... And I think the spirit is amazed that you could actually affect the flame as well. I think everyone around you is staggered. But I love the idea that Ivar can actually do that. Fuck, I just had to think, can Ivar wink? Because <laughs> I wanted to wink, but I don't think he can wink. What if the eye just disappears for a second? I don't know if that's worse. <laughs> it's kind of a wink. That's upsetting. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining the eyes as like 2D and they just like rotate so it so you just see the 2D line of them. Uh. I think yeah, I think he doesn't wink, but he just has a little like coy grin. And then yep. he takes a seat back down at the fire. Come on now, Foible. Just because you're dead doesn't mean you're out of the maybes. You've got a bigger job to do now. Why are you down here anyway? We're looking for some, uh, looking for some information and uh, hiding out, you know. But uh, oh, what what did you all do this time? Oh, you know, you know how it is. We uh, you've already stolen Oaken. How could it get worse? Oh well, um, we lost him. That's that's worse, isn't it? <laughs> Distant sound of Ezra screaming. <laughs> and like everyone around you is like, well, you know Oaken? The, the real Oaken. And like, I think that also increases your rep a little bit. Yeah, really. Uh, he's uh, he's not what the stories make out, mind. He's eight foot tall, right? I mean, he probably wishes. He's not eight foot tall? No. But I've seen him. I've seen him when he does the parades and stuff. Oh, that that was a fake lad. We uh, we killed him. Yeah, that that was the other half of the maybes. I'll let Ivar tell you the story and <laughs> hands it over. I think essentially, you get some good information from these ghosts, and the information you get is that with the earthquake, the cut also shifted, and I think especially around Atrium and especially around the places where things got hit the worst. Especially because the place you're looking for is close to where the Provender's HQ was, where the cut bled through to Atrium. I think it's close to the castings and places like that. I think it all got tangled. And the usual keys, the usual ways of getting places aren't necessarily working, or they're working in ways that are kind of off or weird. And I think 
maybe they tell you about one of one of the people they know, one of the ghosts they know that tried to go that way and makes that run all the time and just hasn't come back. And maybe one of them mentions that they tried to go themselves. Maybe Foible is like, I don't know Roan, but I know Renner, who found all of those caves. Our dads used to know each other and it doesn't matter. But So I tried to go there because I knew that that would be a place that I could, I could see someone that I knew, but it's just like there's a wall there. It's like it's all just tied itself in a knot and you can't get in. Ivar, if you're if you're going there, can I can I come with you? Well, of course, if you fancy it. I mean, it'll be good to have an ally, don't you? And uh, I'm sure the gang love to see you again. I think Foible nods and does a sigh. Oh, that's going to be a conversation. Ah, it's all right. Once they get past the initial, you know, your dead thing is it's dead easy after that. And yeah, I think. Should we cut there and maybe we we jump to a scene of you all gathered at your camp? I, I like to think that on the way there, Ivar was like prepping Foible. Okay. Like, look, it's always hard when you die and you come back and you meet the people you knew when you were living. All right. Now, could be a bit weird, but you've just got to stay strong for them, you know. Ash isn't going to ask me questions, is he? He still asks me bloody questions, so I hope he asks you questions <laughs> as well. I resent that. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. And Foible turns the corner into the space where you all are. Look who I found in a dingy little pub in the cut. It was a dingy little pub in Embrace, too. Yeah, it probably was, wasn't it? Foible, wait, are you... Are you, are you, are you a, a, a ghost now? Ash, don't be rude. Yeah, I'm a ghost. Wow. That's really cool. What's... Have you got eyes like Ivar's? We've not actually worked out what... Foible's tail is. No. Anyone got any good ideas? What did Foible look like? So Foible was, I think, fairly short. I think had a heavy backpack mm. was the main thing we focused on. Maybe has, like, really curly blonde hair. I'm sort of imagining he, he has, like, a sort of, like, Samwise Gamgee sort of feel. Oh, nice. Is Foible someone that Nia would have met before? Um, you might have, because I think the, the general idea was that he was, like, someone who hung around with Nilcat and Ezra a lot. Okay, cool. And was part of Ginnels, but you could also say that maybe he didn't. Maybe Foible doesn't quite have a tell yet. Maybe that's a thing that develops over time. Mm. I love the idea of one of the things that Foible can do is almost shape little objects out of his spirit, though. And I don't know whether that's quite a tell or just some kind of ability. What if they just kind of happen mm. around him, but then he can do it on purpose? Yeah, I like the idea that Foible almost like flicks his arm. And sort of like down it rolls this like ball that forms into an apple at the end of it. And he like fixes Ezra a look and he's like, Oi, Ezra, catch. <laughs> I'm going to try and catch it even though I know I can't. Can't you? Even though you're a binder? Oh shit, I'm a binder. Maybe I can. Oh. I'm going to try and catch it. Okay. Do you think you can? I want to say... It takes a minute to, like, get in the mindset 
to touch things mm. with binding, especially for Ezra, because they're not incredible at it. And also they feel terrible. So maybe they kind of like, for a second, it looks like they will. And it just phases through their hand. <laughs> Foible just laughs and he's like, do you want another one? I really like the um the sort of the shot of Ezra's face as like this apple's thrown and they reach out to catch it and then just before it reaches their hand they sort of realize that it's a ghost thing and just like face face drops look, look a little bit foolish and then they do catch it <laughs> and it's like it's the, the kind of uh, the shift of the face from from like realizing they they're about to look stupid to shock that this has happened to confusion as it drops straight through their hand again mm. it's all of those <laughs> I think Foible walks up and just sits down next to where Ezra is. Hey, if you can catch things, you can hug things, and Foible goes to give you a hug. So just quickly, how many downtime actions has everyone spent? How many have you got left? Uh, I have both of my free actions to go. I have one left. Ivar is all spent up. Yeah, I've done both of mine as well. So it sounds like it's Ezra or Nia to go next? Uh, I have a thing that I know I want to do. So what is Ezra up to? The first thing that I would like to do is get some messages out to, I guess, the Ginnels, because we found Foible, which was unexpected. Uh-huh. Um, and also just around the cut, see if I can get a message to Roan. Yep. And I do not want to do either of those things by leaving where I am now. So I am going to create some messengers. And create is a strong word. I'm going to trap some messengers. What are you thinking of doing? I'm thinking of almost immediately after Ezra tells Ash to leave all the cricket lizards alone, <laughs> Ezra goes and gets some cricket lizards. How, how do they catch them? Uh, they lure them in with fruit. Mm, yeah. Because I think I think they just sat on the wagon, kind of peeling an orange, and maybe one does a very brave dash to get a little piece of peel that's like fallen to the floor, and they're just like, hmm, okay, I can work with this. Okay. Damn it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Age and wisdom. <laughs> so what are you doing with them once you catch them? <laughs> Feel free to tell me whether this wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, Ezra is making a little cut on their thumb mm -hmm. to squeeze out some of their, I don't want to say flesh amber, but there it is. They're, they're sort of amber blood. Yeah, the amber that is in them alongside blood. Okay, yeah. And then just kind of like pressing a drop out at a time onto the head of a lizard. Okay. <laughs> and then as it sets, binding a bit of spirit into it. Just like a little hat. <laughs> and 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 what what does this little bit of spirit do is that is that like an, an instruction almost yeah it's an instruction to search for a particular person i think the messages will have to be written on paper and just kind of tied to the lizard yeah but the, the spirit is kind of the instructions as to who they're looking for and the compulsion to do that it's almost a little bit like setting a, like a bloodhound on the scent of someone or something almost or a homing pigeon. Somewhere between a bloodhound and a homing pigeon. Yeah. So how are you getting it to, to find the people you want? Did you say Roan and Nilcat? Yeah, I guess um, Roan is going to be hard. Although Roan is a relation to Ash, right? Yeah, like a distant one, I think. Is that right? 
So I might be yeah, able to use yeah. Ash's spirit to get to Roan? Yeah. Maybe? Like Ash's memory of Roan? Yeah. And then I just have some of Nilcat's. Okay. Wait, wait, you just you just have some of Nilcat's? It's a normal thing to have. No questions. <laughs> wait, like a memory or some spirit? <laughs> some spirit. I think it's probably like a a hazard of being a friend of Ezra is that at some point they'll <laughs> slink up and be like could you do me a favor? And you're already kind of rolling your sleeve up, being like, fine, this is the last time. What? Well, they can't use their own spirit for everything. (laughs) They're a binder. They need spirit to do their work. And I think sometimes they need a particular kind that they just aren't suitable for. Okay. And Nilkatz is in a locket that Ezra wears all the time, and no one (laughs) is allowed to ever know that. I can't. I can't decide if that's adorable or creepy. It's both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, there we go. It's yeah. both. <laughs> wow. It's partially like a in case of this exact situation thing because that is their contact in the Ginnels. Yeah. Sure. But it's also creepy. Yeah, I can mm. definitely see like Ezra telling themselves that this is. Oh yeah, just in case. This is for work purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in this incredibly ornate business locket. Yeah, you know, for for safety. Okay, so so that sounds sort of like a flashback for the Nilcat bit. I think this is an easy enough opportunity to have. I don't think I'm going to make you take a stress for that, especially not during downtime. Yeah. For the Ash one, what does the process look like? I imagine the most difficult thing is getting Ash to think solidly about one thing for long enough to get a good spirit sample. Yeah, and also, like, if they're in Nemovid, I don't think I hang around with that side of the family very much. Yeah. I imagine Roan is probably the one person on that side of the family that mm. was sort of decent, because I think I think he had a, seemed to have a few ties of Atrium. I think was an humble provender, but was probably a little bit friendlier than most of, most of his side of the family. And then like, walked out and left the Umbral Provenders to come do this. So, of all of them, I imagine he's the one you have fondest memories of. Yeah, okay, that's fair. How well do you know him is entirely up to you. That could be, I met him once at a function, he was kind of nice to me. I don't know, I I imagine, actually, that if he was a if he was an Umbral Provender, my fondest memory is probably him catching me pulling some shit and not telling Galena. Yeah. Works for me. I can kind of imagine Roan is someone that Ash almost looked up to, would have been like mid-twenties when, when Ash knew him. Always seemed a little bit cool. Yeah, yeah. It might not actually be a fond memory, it might be like a really, really embarrassing memory because I, I kind of looked up to him a bit from a distance. Mm. And to have him catch me and to sort of be disappointed and to, you know, see me on my way with a, a bit of a sort of just being a bit upset about the situation, I think that would be even worse than people being angry at me. Ash just sat there looking deeply embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Ash, but needs must. Frantically, eyes darting around looking for a lizard to chase. <laughs> I will teach you how to catch a lizard after this to make up for it. Okay, but I'm not going to sit still and wait for it, right? How do you actually chase them? Sitting still and waiting is exactly how you catch it, but that's, you know what? It's Maybe we can figure something out for you. Yeah, I'll find, I'll, I'll find my own way. Don't worry about it. So I think you you take a piece of Ash's spirit and you bind it into like a couple of these lizards, and then you just send them off. Yep. Cool. 
point them in sort of two or three or four, however many I manage to catch, different directions and just let them have at it. Okay. I'm assuming this is working towards the long-term project clock, which is finding Roan and, and the gardens? Yep. Okay. Do you want to make a roll? Sure. It feels like an attune. It does, yeah. For, for sure. How many dice do you get for that? Uh, Just the one, actually. If Ash wants to, because he's helping, he can spend a stress to give you an extra dice. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I'm only on four stress. I can go up. Oh, thank you. I got a five. Nice. So on a five, you get to fill two segments of this clock. You can, of course, spend coin or rep to increase the result if you want to. Like, maybe there's a flashback you can do, which helps you here. Um, hang on, how much coin do I have? None. Mm. So does the, does the crew have any? The crew has three coin. And could, if, if no one minds, spend a coin to boost this clock a bit, because we're not doing great. I'm fine with that. Sure, yeah. I'm not sure on what we spent this coin that would help. It could be that you'd, like, brought extra tools and stuff with the cart. Like, you brought, knowing you were going into a cart, you kind of brought some fancy binding stuff. Yeah, maybe it's just that I got to bring some of my binding equipment so I can do it better and more. Yeah. It was just a really expensive orange. It was a really expensive orange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Was it, like, imported or just grown really well in Embrace? Uh, grown really well in Embrace. Like, it's like an organic orange. It's, it's an heirloom variety. Didn't we have, like, a kind of special citrus fruit that grows in Embrace? The sea kumquat. The sea kumquat? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fucking, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> I imagine oh. they're the common ones and then oranges are really rare and only grown on, like, special farms and stuff. No, oh, good job I'm eating it when I'm almost certainly going to vomit it up later mm. then. Good. <laughs> Did Ezra steal it from Nilcat's table? Yeah, probably. Okay, so I think that bumps it up to a six, so you fill three segments of this clock, which makes it, I think, eight out of twelve. So you're nearly there. I think you set these lizards, or these sort of cricket salamander lizards off, and... I think you set the first lot off to go find Nilcat and, you know, they, they head away. Do you, do you have something in particular you're telling Nilcat? Or is it just a status update? Yeah, basically just still alive, haven't found anything. Foible's a ghost now, though, so... Yep. Hooray! P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, I think you send the other ones off. And instead of scattering in a few different directions, as you sort of expect they might in the cut. They all head exactly the same way. I think they all head straight to the mirror that Ash found. Ah. And they jump straight through there. Okay. If there's some of my own spirit in these beasties, mm -hmm. do it feel bad when they go through the mirror? What do you think? I mean, my... I want to say it feels fine and no problem, but it probably doesn't, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to imagine... I don't think it'll be much, because I, I imagine this is only a tiny bit. Isn't this ash? Well, it needs, it needs some of mine as well, so they can come back. Okay. Yeah. I think it feel... I think you both feel 
slightly bad. It, it's like the emotional side of a hangover. <laughs> oh, good. For a few moments, you both just feel that and stop in your tracks, and then, and then it's gone. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and they don't come back. So, Nia, what are you doing? I mean, the, like, when I was thinking about training, I didn't know this would work. But I was thinking about is having Nia be near the mirror and try to use the kind of fortune teller move to see what we might face going through it. Yeah, that's really good. I like that idea a lot. Then I'll do that. I was kind of thinking of it as sort of like training, but also trying to help us find where Roan is or how to use this thing. Yeah, like if you wanted to focus on finding stuff, it sounds like you're working towards the long-term project that everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was also thinking about it in Nia has yet on screen to use this move successfully. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the perfect time to to try to do it again. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No consequences ever. You literally have a move called like looking into a mirror. So, what could go wrong? I know. That's that's uh, not gonna lie. That's that's mm. why I thought of it because I was looking at the moves and it said mirror, and my other screen said mirror. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got an idea of what's on the other side of this mirror, so I think it makes sense. So is Nia just sitting down opposite the mirror? Yeah, that's kind of... I was kind of picturing some... Maybe doing some kind of movement-based meditation. Okay. What sort of movements? I think what Save been working on for their performances. Mm -hmm. So it's really awkward kind of yeah. like a, a baby deer trying to move for the first time but maybe no one will see and that's fine let's find out this better not be like a two-way mirror thing what do you mean it's a perfectly normal mirror <laughs> um but no i think you you're using your fortune teller ability yes so i guess you're rolling a tune for this yep Three. But can I can I make it better? Yeah, so on a one to three you you get to mark one segment, but you can spend coin to increase that to two or three or five, depending on how much coin you spend. I only have one coin. Then you can spend one coin to make it two. Has Nia added extra stuff into Sir Clothing? I mean they're currently just wearing bustles. It's an entire outfit of bustles. <laughs> so, yes. But, um... For a horrible second, my brain interpreted that as Nia's only wearing a bustle. And <laughs> it's like, Nia, I know there aren't many people down here, but please. <laughs> I imagine it like some sort of, like, incredible piece of armor, but just made out of bustles. I mean, that is correct, but... Mm -hmm. But many of them. Like, I guess somewhere between, like, fanny packs and lamellar armor. <laughs> that is a description. I gift that to you. 
Okay, so, so you're spending a coin to increase this, so you get to mark two segments. So what does this mean? Does it work? I think it does. Did you ever meet Midrip? That's Ash's friend, right? Yeah, Ash's friend who is a dodger. Mm-hmm. Ash, did you ever introduce Nia to Midrib? Midrib was at the festival that Nia put on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So maybe you met there. Okay. Okay, cool. They at least met. So I think even if it's not immediately familiar, I think Nia is able to piece together who this is. Because I think through the mirror, first of all, you get this buzz of noise and voice as if an entire street, an entire neighborhood, an entire ward was compressed into one spot. I think as you continue to pay attention, as you focus through through the mirror, as you, as you spend time, one of them becomes louder than the rest. One of them is not quite nearer in any kind of spatial sense, but in the logic of the cut, you get the sense that this person is let, let's call it Nera. And you recognise their voice because it's midrib. And you can hear running almost circular in their head their voice. Roan, Roan, I must find Roan. Find Roan in the garden. This is the way. This is the way through the cut. Why is it not working? I need to find Roan. I need to find Roan. I need to find Roan. And that is not the only voice in their head. There is a second voice that almost repeats itself over and over again. This this voice says, Beneath the castings where dawn is grown, we cast you stone, find us roan. Beneath the castings where dawn is grown, we cast you stone, find us roan. Beneath the castings where dawn is grown, we cast you stone, find us roan. Just over and over. Just those two clashing competing but also kind of united voices and you don't recognize who the second one is and it feels like it's in the same mind yeah it's not the same spirit because i i think we, we kind of established that a lot of your abilities are about reading threads of spirit right yeah almost almost weaver-esque is how i i sort of picture nia sometimes but i'm not sure that say you know that Probably not. I think you get the sense that it's almost as if two spirits are in the same space, occupying the same point, and you're not sure whether that's a good thing. Huh. But also, your sense is that Midrib is, if not right through this mirror, it's pretty close. Well, that's the first time this has ever worked. It is, yeah. I guess you've had a lot more time to work on this one. Well, like, it, it's important that it did work, but I don't know. I think there's always something about not trying for a result, trying for, I guess, a process, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like Nia is much better at processes rather than results. Yeah. Do you tell the others? Yeah, and I, but I think also pulling Ash aside to see if Midrib always had two spirits. 
Um, not that I know of, but, I mean, how would I even know something like that? Like, I don't even know how many spirits I have. Ah. Do I have to? You've got one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> I kind of pictured it as Nia was telling everyone about Midrib, but then pointedly asking Ash, is this a thing that everyone knows about Midrib? <laughs> okay, well then I am there. Um, Ezra, you've met them. Did they have two spirits? Uh, did I notice that they had two spirits before? No. I, I don't know if you would notice, but, like, no would be the answer. Okay. Nah. Not, not, not to my knowledge. Well, they... I mean, it was through the mirror, and this hasn't worked before, so I... It's, it's not guaranteed, but it was... I'm pretty sure there's someone else. All right. All right. But also they're close. Maybe they've just picked up a, like a passenger or something. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the possibilities down here. That's, yeah. I will say that the other spirit was chanting verses, and it kind of seemed like it was telling Midrib what to do. I mean, this is all me thinking of what it might be, but it seemed like the other one was telling Midrib what to do, and Midrib was trying to maybe drown them out? That's worrying. Okay. Oh. That doesn't sound quite so good. I I, I don't think they're enjoy. It, it didn't feel like they were enjoying each other's company. Do you know what? And feel free to disagree if you have other priorities, but I think maybe we could just bump finding Midrib up the priority list a little bit to first. Did you say they were through the mirror? Nash sort of stands up. Let's let's go. All right, hang on. Let's pack up first. No, we can come back to to here if if they're nearby. Then we can find them and come back to here and bring them back. So they've got somewhere. I don't mean everything, Ash. I just mean put your shit away. <laughs> hang on. Give me a minute. My my friends out there. I'm not going to do the washing up. Ash, come on, let's go. Ash, do you have your map? Get your map, lad. And some and some water and you hang on for a second, all right? Oh, okay, all right, okay, 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 fine, I'll get the map. But, like, if they're close, they might be going further away. Listen to Ezra now. They can move around down here, like, almost as well as I can. So it's going to be slow enough waiting for you lot as it is. It's going to be hard enough to catch up. Maybe I should just go ahead. Absolutely not. I'll, I'll be able to find 45 you. 45 seconds, Ash. Can you just... <sighs> Do that, and then we'll go. Okay, but hurry up. <laughs> right, we're going <laughs> to grab the things we need. Okay. Is it just the cart folds up and all of like the, the dirty dishes and everything just pile into the centre of it and you, and you head out? I think it's literally just like kick anything that was lying around in the vague direction of the cart and then, yeah, find a candle and some rope and some bandages just in case and then we'll head out okay yeah and you have one more downtime action do you want to spend it on this or do you want to have spent it on something else i know what it was on so i will have spent it on something else i guess before this scene i'm just making something which i guess acquire asset or project up to you what what are you making 
I'm making Oaken a new jackal mask. Oh. Ezra is not entertaining the possibility that they're not going to find Oaken. Just making him a gift for when you you meet up again. Aww. Yeah. And? <laughs> no, it's good. It's nice. Is this something like they've been working on between spare moments almost? Um, I think it's actually something they literally start in the cut. I don't think this occurred to them yeah. until they went on that job with Oaken, where Oaken was actually useful and did kind of save their ass. And so now they're trying to distract themselves in a useful way. Yeah. Because we stole that mask for Oaken, but it was a pub decoration. I imagine it was like cheap tin and gold plate. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine you might do this when you send the lizards out or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like in between waiting for people to come back on scoutings and waiting for the messages to come back, Ezra's just been kind of like carving. So this is different from Oaken's previous mask. Ezra is carving jaws. Ooh, I like that. It's kind of worn like a face mask, and it's like the snarled jaws of a jackal, and it's articulated. It's open a little bit, so you can kind of just see through, or you'd be able to just see through while you were wearing it. But if you kind of like clench your jaw just right, it will snap together. Mm. Maybe there's something like in the cut that was really interesting to work with, and maybe that's why they started making it here. I mean, there's still the bone. Bits of Rodella. Ooh. Is there bone down here? I Yeah, I imagine so. Like I'm making it out of bone. I'm making it out of Rodella's bones. This is so on brand. <laughs> I was just like, what, what's the coolest material that's down here? There's also like bismuth as well. I'm carving it out of bone and the teeth are made of bismuth. Okay, yeah. Does it have like spirit effects if it's made out of bismuth? You can bite ghosts. Holy shit, yes. You can bite ghosts with this mask. Cool. Um, so this does sound like a long-term project. Yeah. Because it's something that you're creating as a permanent thing rather than something temporary. Mm-hmm. They've refused to explain this project to anyone who asks what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is, if Ezra would allow, but this sounds like the most fashionable thing Ezra's ever tried to make. <laughs> Rude, but accurate. So if uh, they want some help, Nia would be very happy. Not that they're asking Nia for help, but I've got in my mind, like, while Ash and Ivar are out, Ezra kind of sat carving and selecting pieces of bismuth and, like, not saying anything, but every now and then just kind of, like, leaning back from it and just sort of tilting it slightly in Nia's direction and, like, out of the corner of their eye, just seeing whether Nia looks approving or disapproving. <laughs> Perfect. I, I, I am more than happy to perform to take a stress to performatively give approval or disapproval. It's just like, oh, this piece is really nice. I'd, I'd want to make this, like, front and center of something I was making. Clunk. Okay, so I think what you're going to have to do is spend some time working out how to create this thing, which is going to be, let's say, a six-step clock to do that. And then once you've done that, we'll make a crafting roll to see how good it is. 
like the way it's written in the book it's very like you need to study it to to do it to create a design yeah but i imagine that ezra they we're we're freestyling yeah they're much more i'm just gonna do it and i i will pull it apart when it doesn't work and i'll come back to it Yeah. yeah what would you like to roll this feels like a tinker do i get an extra dice for nia helping yeah if nia's spending stress yep that's fine the stress comes from withholding opinions. Mia's <laughs> <laughs> so desperate to be like, no, yeah. stop this. Exactly. Oh, my highest is a four. Okay, so that would let you do two segments. What progress does Ezra make on it in this time? I think just carving out the shape of the jaws, and then it's going to need like fine detailing and all the teeth put in. Okay. Shall we move on to... To the mirror. Yeah, let's go have a look at a weird mirror. Okay, I think the way that you go through the mirror is that you have to be, you have to give up a bad memory, right? I think it was give give up something special, something valuable. But you don't actually give it up. You just have to. You have to be prepared to do it. Like the fear, it it it, it was almost like a test. Almost, are you prepared to do this? And if you are then you can go through, but most people don't realise that it won't actually take the thing. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know, all know what the next question is. What is what is that for each of you? If only we'd really blatantly established a thing that was really important to Ezra. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Crick, right? It's Crick. <laughs> I can't wait for it to just be, like, nil cap, but it looks like he's filming... A shampoo commercial, and he's 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 just like it's... like a herbal essences advert. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, I think that's mine's mine's a pretty easy one. Although I guess also the revolution, dealer's choice. Yeah. Or your or your ma'am. Amrys can take care of herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone else. Is it something important to the character or? In, like, a memory. Like, I, I don't think it's encapsulated in one memory, but in several. Like, something where you're like, okay, this person, or this ideal, or this... Yeah. Well, that's easy for Ivar. What, what, what's it for Ivar? It's Topaz. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think because, like, Topaz is following you, right? Yeah. I think for Topaz, it, it's obviously Ivar. <laughs> I think Topaz does a little nervous look at the mirror, looks at Ivar, looks at the mirror and is like... And and then she steals herself and when Ivar goes through, follows you. Is Ezra going through first? I think they'd let Ivar go through first if he really wanted, but... Not Ash. It's going to be one of us two. (laughs) No arguments. I guess I am protective actually now, aren't I? So I probably would go first. You can be protective yeah. of ghosts. We could go through at the same time, Ivar. I think that works. Yeah. Arm in arm. Please, brothers, ride again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, you see the mirror. What What does it do? What does it do when it opens? Is it like the very standard, it ripples, or does something else happen? What if it's like the 
one from the Matrix that covers you in mirror, and then you go inside it. Perfect. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. I think Ash and Nia watched this happen to Ivar and Ezra. And then I think Topaz jumps through after Ivar. And then it's Nia and Ash's turn. What What is your sort of feeling or memory? Or... Um, I don't like my first idea. But I don't have a second one yet. So I'll say this one and then maybe I'll, another one will come to me. Okay. But I was thinking of this one because it is gone, probably, which is any moment where Nia's parents actually were proud of Sam. Oh, Oof. no. Oh, dear. Because that is gone, I assume. I mean, play to find out what happens, but yeah, that makes sense. I imagine it both being like that pride and also just the idea of having a relationship with them in any way, in some ways. Yeah. Okay. And Ash? I think as as Ash steps through, he's sort of jumped back in time to a, a particular memory of exploring the cart with Midrib and and Aelin, because the three of them used to be Dodgers together. Okay. So I think Ash is the last to step through. And when he arrives on the other side... He sees the cut as he's never seen it before. He's used to the strange unreality of it, of the unspooled maze, the chopped up geography of this place. He's used to the way that up can sometimes be down and going forward can sometimes mean going backwards. But what he finds in front of him now is strange again, it is the cut formed twice. This entire space that he sees around him, the strange bismuth corridors, the circular notion of it is wrapped around itself. And I think all of you pick up on this. All of you have ways of seeing and reading the cut or spirit, whether you know it or not. And I think the thing you pick up on is... The path through to Rhone and the path through to the garden is closed. This piece of the cut that you found has wrapped around itself. It has folded and collapsed and broken and then fused. It's almost like a perfect sphere has formed in front of you, perfectly contained and closed from you all. And in front of you, trying to get into that sphere is Midrib. They stand, two hands against the wall, their head resting against it too. And they're just staring, as if their look could pierce through it. They don't notice you enter, they just stare and stare. <laughs> 